and we'll read something out of The Awakened Soul by Gabron. If you can see only what light reveals and hear only what sound announces, then in truth you do not see nor do you hear. Inspiration will always sing. Inspiration will never explain. Many a doctrine is like a window pane. We see truth through it, but it divides us from truth. Boy, those are good. So, good evening once again. Oh, get back, get back in my body. Or we could just go back out and meditate more. Oh, I could. <laughs> that was nice. And everybody wants to hear you talk. <laughs> I got something to share tonight. <laughs> really interesting. Would you like to start? You want me to? It's up to you. <laughs> so much to talk about. No announcements? Do we have any announcements? Laura? Okay. Okay. Okay, so there's some flyers coming out on spiritual tools. And she's going to check the dates just in case you couldn't hear her to make sure uh, what day it, she has it scheduled on. And since we're going to be changing things over to Sunday mornings for our meeting, she probably will move that to a Saturday rather than Sunday. And as a reminder, um, we'll start again Sunday, April 16th, 10.30 to 12.30. So it'll be Sunday morning class. It'll be Tuesday night on Sunday morning. <laughs> You figure it out. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting because I'm looking right now. You know, Jim said he always looks and follows the energy. I, I have to feel the energy more, and then the knowing comes with it. So I feel the energy with me right now, but I don't have the knowing right now with what to say. <laughs> but that's always a good place to start. I know sometimes all I need to do is start talking, kind of like priming the pump, and then the energy kind of just starts flowing in that way. I guess I should keep talking, or maybe... <laughs> nope, the energy's actually with me. I just wanted yeah. to see oh. if you get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a process. You're getting to witness the humanness. But the thing I do know, it's always, you can always be aware of the divine, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have information. <laughs> but it really true. doesn't matter anyway. It's about knowing the divine presence in every moment. That I do know. So there, that's my sharing. Good sharing. Well, I hope I can bring this into a place where it makes sense to you all. Um, you know, for a long time now, I've shared about the spiritual eye 
and the three components of the spiritual eye and a little bit about how it functions and where we want to hold our focus in meditation, which is the upper part or the spiritually focused part of the spiritual eye. And so I want to go over a little bit more in detail some of this with you and then take you to yet the next level, the next phase, which is really an opening into yet a greater awareness, a greater experience besides just that which you experience within the spiritual eye itself. So if you remember, I've said that the spiritual eye has three components. The first part is that which looks downward into this creation. And <clears throat> its gaze is really focused a great deal into the physical, the astral, which is the creative imagination, and somewhat into the emotional nature. And when we are focused downward through that part of the spiritual eye, that's the realms that we are going to connect to. That's the realms we're going to get caught up in. Those are the realms that will hold our attention and attract us down in that downward gaze. So if you're in meditation and you're focusing on that inward and upward focus, but something keeps pulling your attention downward in your gaze, pay attention to that and let it be okay. Don't struggle to try to make it go upward if it doesn't really want to. If it's going downward, there may be a reason for it, and that is that there is something in those realms within your consciousness that are to be worked free. And so if you're sitting in meditation and your intention is to look inward and upward and hold your attention on God, but your attention keeps getting pulled downward into that lower portion of the spiritual eye gaze, let that be all right and love that which you are holding your attention to. Just as you would love God, now love that which your attention goes to, whether it be in the physical or the creative imagination or into the emotional. Love it. And love it as though you would love God because there is what is standing between you and God in that moment. And that's why your gaze has shifted. Your attention is going to go to whatever is standing between you and the Lord if your intention is to get to the Lord, to have your focus totally on the Lord, to be in loving with the Lord, and to allow God to love you. So your gaze is going to go to whatever is standing between you and God in that moment. When that happens, don't struggle against it, and don't try to define it. Don't try to figure it out, well, what is this? Where did this come from? Is this a past life? Is this this life? Is this something that happened with my parents? Or, you know, don't, don't play the game of figure it out. Because all you're going to do is add energy to whatever that is that is standing between you and the Lord. Look upon it and love it. Love it, accept it, forgive it if there's an energy or an element of forgiveness that keeps wanting to move within you and stir. And love whatever that is just as you have been loving the Lord. Love it and that will dissolve whatever that is standing in the way of you and God so that once again your gaze can go inward and upward back up into that higher spiritual aspect of the spiritual eye center and allow you to once again hold your attention more upon God rather than on things of this creation or of your body or whatever that might be that usually would draw your attention away. So as you move your gaze up, again, the second portion 
has to do more with a, a, a horizontal or a forward gaze. And that goes into the psychic realms. That particular focus or awareness opens into a small portion of the astral, the creative imagination, into the emotional nature, into the mental nature, and a little bit into the etheric, or really quite a bit into the etheric. So when we are in our meditation, and again we're holding our attention inward and upward toward God, and all of a sudden we find our gaze going more forward or horizontal rather than vertical and towards God, again, let that be okay. And whatever that is that is present with you in that focus, in that, that gaze, in your meditation, again, enter into the loving. Love it just as you would love the Lord. Love it and that loving will dissolve whatever stands there. And if it still stands even in the loving, move into the action of forgiveness. Move into the action of acceptance. And that will allow the loving to begin to move into whatever that is that is between you and God and begin to bring it into harmony with loving or it will drop away because it cannot stand in the loving. Anything that is not of loving will drop away from loving or it will be transformed by that loving and brought back into harmony with loving so that it becomes a living expression rather than something that stops against the loving, holds the loving from expression. So as we look inward and upward in that upper portion of the gaze, the third portion, we really are looking more up into the realms of soul and up into the very beginnings of the realms of spirit. There's also a little bit of an element in that gaze that has to do with the very top portion of the etheric or the unconscious part of our, of our being. So as we're holding our attention into that, we want to do all we can to stay present, to stay awake, to stay aware. Because that little portion that is of the etheric nature in that, that gaze that we are holding can cause us to go unconscious, to go unaware, if we tend to have our focus a little bit more down to a horizontal focus rather than truly inward and upward. The higher we can hold our attention, the more we're going to go above the unconscious realms and stay present and stay conscious and wake up into the truth of who we are as soul. But if we allow our attention to be a little bit more diffused or a little bit more scattered or more downward in its gaze, even in that upward focus, it can still be down, we might enter more into that unconscious and find ourselves continually in our meditations going unconscious in our meditation and wonder why. It's because as you're holding your focus inward and upward, there is something in the realm of the unconscious, in the etheric level, that is attracting your attention. There is something there that you have placed in the unconscious or that you have created in the unconscious that is yet standing between you and the Lord. And it's for you to clear that. Now, here's a good question. How do you clear something when you can't see it, you can't feel it, you can't know it, you can't experience it? Because it truly is in the unconscious. It's unknowable. It is unknowable. You just love it. It's all loving. Loving is the transformation 
to spirit, to the inward and upward focus. And loving is the action that the grace uses to transform any and all things back into loving or to disperse whatever stands in the way so that you truly can have that passage into the realms of soul and into the realms of spirit. So it's important to stay awake and stay attentive in your meditation and keep your attention inward and upward and keep your eye, your spiritual eye, that single eye, focused on God. And be aware when your gaze changes, if it moves from that upward focus into a different angle, different direction, a different awareness, let it be okay, and then do what you know to do, the loving, the acceptance, and the forgiveness. As this happens, you may find certain sensations taking place physically, either a physical sensation such as a tapping or a tingling sensation here at the spiritual eye center, like somebody's touching you or like little bugs crawling around on your spiritual eye, or you may feel a tapping. You may also be aware of a heat or a coolness that is moving there. And you may even feel as though you're not breathing through your nostrils or your mouth, you're breathing through this spiritual eye center. And you can actually feel that spiritual breathing taking place, that breath of God beginning to come alive in your consciousness and in your beingness. You may feel that. And you also may be more aware as a sound or a light becoming more present as that inward and upward focus truly does get maintained. You can hold it for a long period of time and that allows you to attune yourself more to that current of the Holy Spirit, that audible life stream. Now, how do you hold your attention inward and upward for a period of time so that you can begin to wake up in those higher levels or be aware even of this other action that I've described about the downward focus or the horizontal focus. It really is a matter of, in your meditation, set an intention when you do start your meditation. God first. God only. That's what I'm here to do. I'm not here to ask any questions. I'm not here to get any solutions. I'm not here to get any understandings or awarenesses. I'm here to love the Lord. And I'm going to put God first. Make that an intention. In every moment that you begin your meditation, make that your first intention, your first action, your first focus. And then when you find yourself getting distracted, bring yourself back to that first intention. Don't go into an action of the mind asking questions or the emotion seeking solutions or the creative imagination carrying you off fantasizing about how this is going to happen or how you're going to get this or what to say next somewhere. Bring yourself back to that original intention. But be aware that when you get distracted, when the mind does come in, when the emotions, when 
the creative imagination plays up or the body, be aware those are the places where the distractions, where those that things that stand between you and the Lord are. And let them be okay. Don't judge them. Don't judge yourself for being distracted by them or caught up in them right now. But be aware that they are standing between you and the Lord right now and just love it. And then say to yourself inside, God first, God only in my meditation. And the action will be immediate in that way. God will not let anything stand between you and God if you hold your attention on God and have your intention to be in the loving with the Lord and let the Lord love you in that moment. God will work through the action of the audible life stream, through sound, through light, through the grace that is the Holy Spirit to dissolve whatever stands in your way. It's that simple. It is that simple. Don't make it hard. Don't make meditation hard for yourself because it's not. It is a very simple process. But the mind will do all it can to make it hard and challenging. The emotions will do all it can to stand in the way of that spiritual awakening. And the creative imagination, it just goes on and on and on. And it does that because the soul is a creative action of the Lord. God created, and what he created with was loving. And what he created in loving was soul. And so the soul is a loving, creative action. And the soul is in this creation down here to learn about the power of the soul, which is loving creation, loving creative action. That's who we are. So let that be okay that the creative imagination is doing whatever it's doing. Love it. But let it know in that moment, whatever it is it's doing, we're not doing that now. I'm not focusing my attention on you. I'm focusing my loving with God. God first and God only. The more you do that in every moment that, it, that you're in meditation, the more you're going to find yourself being able to look inward and upward with more ease and to hold your attention on God longer. Now, the name of God is truly the power by which we transform ourselves, by which we allow the grace of the Holy Spirit into our lives, and by which we lay down a path, a frequency, a path of frequency that we travel upon. And that is the audible life stream. So as we, in our meditation, set our intention on God and then focus inward and then upward, and begin to chant that name of God, or we begin to chant the hue or the anti-hue, we begin to create a frequency within our consciousness that begins to go forward upon that which we are holding our attention towards. And that is the pathway that we now are laying for ourselves. And the more we can hold our attention on God and be chanting and building that pathway of frequency up within our consciousness, the more the path becomes real, the more the path becomes wide, the more the path becomes available for us to truly move upon. 
and to begin that journey towards the divine heart from which we came. So this frequency, this chanting of the name or the hue or the anti-hue is very important and very powerful. So in your meditation, it's okay to chant three-fourths of the time that you're meditating. It's absolutely fine to do that because every moment that you spend chanting, you are building with the power of the name your roadway, your pathway home to God. And the more you can hold your attention on God, the more you're going to be building that pathway to God. But if you're chanting the name of God inside and you find you're still all scattered all over the place, then let the power of the name go to wherever your attention is wanting to go to. If it goes into the mind, let it go into the mind. But chant the name of God into the mind and let the frequency transform whatever that is that's holding your attention, distracting you from God. And in your own way as you're doing that, know that inside you've set the intention on God first and only God and that's my attention, and that's my intention, and that's where I'm going. And even though my awareness right now is distracted out in front of me or below me, I'm going to let the name of God go into those areas, transform them, transmute them, release them, resolve them, so that I can bring my awareness back to God. The name of God is your salvation. It is the power by which you really, truly will go home. Now, in truth, the power of the name isn't the name that Brian and I have given you in meditation. The true power of the name is the unspoken name which can only be heard by the soul, by the inner ear, not by the physical ears. It is an unspeakable name, and it is never spoken and never truly heard in the physical realms at all. It is only heard by the soul in this creation when the soul is able to hold its attention high enough and loving enough into the frequency of the sound to be aware of it or to see it as the light, for this truly is a path of light and sound. So if you find yourself making meditation hard, difficult, challenging, you find things are standing between you and the Lord, see if you can approach it more gently, more lovingly. Nurture your meditation. Let it become something that is of value to you, that is based on loving, that is based on forgiveness and acceptance, and that is focus on God first and God only. And believe me, you're going to find distractions. You are going to find things that stand between you and the Lord. I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've meditated. There are still going to be shadows and barriers, maybe little pebbles, maybe a boulder, maybe even a wall. But don't let them stop you. Don't let them make you stumble and fall and not get back up. Yeah, you may stumble and fall, but just get back up and keep going towards God. 
Don't even look back to see, well, how big was that, that boulder I just stepped over? How big was that pebble that just messed me up? Don't look at that. Just love it and move on. Love the fall and move on. Love whatever it is and just keep moving towards God. And believe me, nothing can stand in the way of loving. Nothing can stop you in the action of loving. And loving will take you to the heart of God. It truly does that. And in that process, also let that loving that is the loving action of the power of the name fill your body. Let it fill your being. Let the power of the name and that action of loving go into every part of your being and nurture you and feed you and fill you. This name is the manna of life. And it not only nourishes the soul, but it helps to balance the energies of the physical form. So as you're chanting the name, even though we never speak it out loud, be aware that as you hold the frequency and you build that frequency within your consciousness as you are chanting, and I don't say in the mind, it is in your consciousness as you're chanting that name, the frequency will build, the loving will build, and it will reverberate throughout all of your consciousness, throughout all of your beingness, including the physical form. And allow that to happen. I'm not going to say it's going to heal anything, but it truly will nurture your living form so that you can continue this journey and do it with awareness and do it to fulfillment. And if it heals something, that's great. If a wart falls off, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Whatever happens, rejoice in it. Be thankful for it. But don't live in expectation. So many times people in meditation, they enter into meditation with expectation to find a solution, to get a healing, to get an answer, to find some way to help another person or whatever. That's not what meditation is for. At least that's not what we are doing with the name of God. There are other actions of meditation that I could tell you about that have to do with that, but that has to do more with that second part of the vision of the spiritual eye, which is the psychic realm. And that's a whole different meditation. And that's not where we're going. I've been there. I've done that. It's a lot of fun, but it's a trap. And it never brings you to fulfillment, and you never find the loving you're longing for. That I can guarantee. That I do know. And the gaze downward into the physical. Again, we can look out into the world and try to find that love, try to find that solution, try to find that answer. But more than likely, we're going to find over time that it's not in the physical world either. That the answer and the loving isn't here. So in this gaze, you may find a couple of things happening as well as you're looking inward and upward. You may find at times that you feel a pressure, a real pressure, 
at the spiritual eye center, such as a tension that is there. You may even feel a slight headache in the area of that spiritual eye. If you feel that pressure or you feel a headache there, realize that you're trying too hard. You're trying. You're not doing. And that trying energy pushes the consciousness of the mind and the emotional power up against that spiritual door at the spiritual eye center and tries to force it open. So if you find that you have a lot of pressure there, if you find that you're getting a little headache at that point, that's most likely what's taking place. And all you have to do is back off. Back off trying to make something happen. Back off trying to push that door open. Remember, the door doesn't open outward. You don't push it open. You knock and then you step back and the door opens towards you. So if you're trying to force your way into heaven, more than likely you're going to find that you're going to stand at that door for a long time. And all the time God's on the other side going, could you step back a little bit so I can open the door for you? Okay, Lord, I'm coming. Wait just a minute. I can't get this door open. Step back. Relax. I'll do it. You have to remember that in this action, it's let God do the work. Let God do what God knows to do. You do what you are here to do. You are a creative, loving being. Be creative in a very spiritual action and be loving in that creativity. So what does that mean? You are creating a pathway for you, your soul, to walk home. You're creating a pathway of loving. That's the creative action that we are here to do. That's the ultimate and final and truly only creative action that the soul is to fulfill here. All these other things that we have involved ourselves in, lifetime after lifetime, creating, 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 trying to get, trying to prove, trying to have, trying to demonstrate. Again, there's that word trying, trying to get to heaven trying to push the door open, trying to prove something. That's not the true power of creativity. The true power of creativity is building that pathway back home into the realms of spirit, through the realms of soul, from right here in the seat of the soul in this body. That's the only and true creative action, and it's done through loving. And it's not done through loving a car or money or a person or a building or anything in this creation. It's not done by loving the psychic ability, the mind, the emotions. It's done by loving God. It's just that simple. And if we can remember that, if we can bring that into our awareness in our meditation and just let that lead us, let that guide us, let that be by which we do, 
our meditation. We will find our meditations opening to greater awareness, to greater experience, to greater joy, to greater loving, and to greater nurturing. Truly, we pray, if we are Christians, in the Lord's Prayer, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. The daily bread is the loving. And the daily bread is given to us by the Lord as we create an opportunity for God to feed us, to nurture us in loving. That is our daily bread. And it's for us, it's for us to allow that daily bread in. Give us this day our daily bread. God's willing to give daily the bread of loving, the bread of life, the bread of joy, the bread of peace, to feed the soul, to nurture the spirit of our being. But it's for us to sit down daily and create that space to prepare the table before us where God can come and participate in this great feast and to feed us the food of spirit. Drink of this wine and eat of this bread and you shall not thirst nor hunger any more. That is what this is about. To drink from the cup of life, the essence of pure loving, and to partake of the bread of loving so that every part of our being is fed the spiritual essence of itself. Loving, loving, loving. What are we? We are the divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. That's who we are. So what feeds that divine, living, loving essence? Loving. And so we each day sit down our Father, which art in heaven, here at the spiritual life center, that divine spark that is God residing here in this heaven, the seat of the soul, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I am now going to chant your name over and over and over, for it is sacred, it is holy, it is loving, it is blessed. So our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. I now want to know, I want to live, I want to be in thy kingdom. Here first at the seat of the soul, I want to wake up and know you, the divine father within, that divine spark that is me and you, one. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. How often do we say, Lord, thy will be done in my life. And a few minutes later, a few days later, a few weeks later, we see God's will coming into our life and go, well, wait, wait, wait. Now, you didn't hear me. Uh, you know, I, I want your will, but what I really want in this is that's not God's will. Thy will be done. A lot of times what God wills for us in the divine loving that God has for us 
is for us to get free of those things that are holding us in bondage here. And all of a sudden, that divine will, when it does begin to manifest in our life, our life does change. Our attitudes do change. Our way of living life does change. And we have to be willing to go with that change, however that is. Thy will be done on earth, in the physical realms of the physical, the imagination, the emotion, the mind, and the unconscious, and in heaven, here at the seat of the soul. Our Father, which art in heaven. So, we want it both. Thy will be done on earth, in all that is of our physical being, in our creation here, and in heaven, at the seat of the soul. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Ask, and you shall be given. So every day in meditation, be aware that you are living the Lord's Prayer. You are living it. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. God will feed our spirit. God will fill our soul with the food of loving, to overflowing, if we will allow ourselves to be vulnerable to that food, to that feeding. It's just as though you have a small child sitting in a chair in front of you who doesn't know yet how to eat. And so you have to spoon feed that child little bits at a time 